ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edmundo. Actually, due to the films, movies I was exposed to, it actually got deep inside me. So my intention was just to become a drug dealer. So as I was in school, actually my main focus was searching, googling how to get agents and how to get easy access to an outside country so that I can meet them and immediately I get there, I can start with my business. So, actually, my parents wanted me to study law, so I took that opportunity to convince them so that I can go outside. But I was having a different intention. So, as I completed, I was around and I just felt I I want to go to church. So, I called one of my friends and he told me, okay, he has been in Lighthouse before here, but... He, just, he doesn't come to church, but he has been here before, so he actually led me here and he left by I came. So, as I was here, that uh, particular service, Bishop preached about the influences of the Holy Spirit. And actually, the message really touched me. And after the message, Bishop made another call and I felt I, I need to come, but I refused. I, I didn't come. So, as I was standing, Bishop also said again, there is someone in there who needs to come. Still, I didn't come. So, as I was going, and I heard a, a voice told me, if you are to die right now, where are you going? And from there, I, I became afraid, very, very afraid. So, as times went on, I, but after the service, I bought the message. So, as I began to soak the message, as I began to soak the message, I felt, now nah, next week, I really need to come early. Because the first altar call, I was really shy. I don't know how it got to me. But I was really shy. That's why I couldn't come. So I made my, my mind, I'm going to come and sit in front. Immediately the altar call, then I come. So immediately Bishop made the altar call. I quickly came forward and I gave my life to Christ. And as I was in the church, I wasn't joining any group. So one day I met one shepherd and he introduced me to a satellite and actually I joined we started fellowship together fellowshipping together and they really taught me the way I should move so uh, our pastor encouraged me to join the training shepherd and as I joined the training shepherd team actually the things the, the, the messages there really encouraged me and I don't know how the 
ambition like the way it was filled in my heart I, I didn't know how it just suddenly went to, uh, I don't know but I was really I, I felt I'm really saved I felt I'm really saved and I really thank God for changing my life and due to the influences that I was exposed to I actually uh, the Lord has really made a way for me to change my destiny if, and uh, I would like to encourage us all, all, every time Bishop really says what we are exposed to really influence us. It's true. Because as I was exposed to the drag movies, that was where I got the heart to be a drag dealer. And as the Lord grants me grace and I was in his presence, always enjoyed the shepherd's training group, that was where my life has really changed. I thank you. God bless I want you to keep clapping, but before you go, I just was it maybe when you see the drug dealers in the movies, they have big cars, shiny. What was it that you felt attracted you to them? Okay, uh, actually, it wasn't about actually, it wasn't purposely about the money, but the hustling life they live on the streets. It just got into me, and I felt like being a hustler, a drug hustler. Just that. Wasn't really focused about the money. The, the money was wow. in bar. The main target was to be a hustler, a No evil spirit will enter you from a movie in the name of Jesus. God bless you, Prince Bodhisattva. And you see, the Bible says that He sent His word and healed them and delivered them. So the word He heard through bishops preaching, training shepherds, the word drove the desire out of His heart. Clap one more time for the Lord. Hallelujah. Wow. How many of you have missed our daddy and one of those messages? I mean, I will not waste my time, but he's here in the house. And we are ready to receive Bishop. But before he comes, we would like to call our sister Enam to prepare the way so that you receive those words of life and words of hope that are coming. Put the hands together. Let's work on stand.
the side of the road Hear your spirit and won't let go Fall to my knees as I lift my hands to pray God of risen to be here again Father's love, it draws me in And all my eyes want to see is a glimpse of you
Cause you hold the universe You hold that you hold each one on earth You hold everything in place in our life's dark.
sentence in it that said he was the most sought after bassist in Los Angeles. The most sought after bassist in Los Angeles. Why? Because Tramaine Hawkins wanted him to play for her. Shalama wanted him to play for her. <laughs> Rufus and Shaka wanted him to play. <laughs> I'm telling you that when you come to church as you arrive there, you have arrived onto an innumerable company of angels. I, ho- I hope you know that. I hope you know that. I hope you know that. But they have also arrived onto what the Bible calls the spirits of just men made perfect. You are about to hear a sought after speaker. I mean just this week, within one week he has been in pulpit in South Africa, Cape Town. He has been in pulpit in Lusaka, Zambia. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready as I am to receive the international South Africa conference speaker and associate evangelist to Bishop Dan Kewa Mills, the evangelist, Bishop Edwin Morgan O'Connor. Give the Lord a shout out somebody.
Wow. Are you excited to be in church today? I'm very happy to be in church and your pastor excites me too much. Are you aware? Are you aware you have the best pastor in Bed of Life Cathedral? Yes. Are you aware of that? Clap your hands for him. And uh, it's a joy to be back home. Because there is no place like home. Even if you go to an air-conditioned hotel and you live in a hut, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. So I'm very happy. I'm happy to see all of you in church. And uh, I've enjoyed the service already. The reason why I was calling for songs is that the message I have is very short, so I need time to I need to fill in the time. But it's a blessing. Amen. Amen. And uh, before we sit down, I want us to look at our memory verse. Let's learn a memory verse in Acts. Verse number four. Acts chapter two. Can we all read it together? One go. Acts chapter two, verse four. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. It is my prayer that you will one day speak with other tongues. It's my prayer that the Holy Spirit will give you utterance. So let's read it again. One go, Acts chapter 2, verse 4. And so ask your neighbor, are you ready to recite, to quote the verse? Or will she read it again? You want want reinforcement? It's okay now. One more time. Okay, let's read again. One go. Acts chapter 2 verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Acts chapter 2 verse 4. Alright, so off the gen. Now you can look at what your friend is about to do. Let's quote it. One go. Act. Wow. Clap your hands for yourselves. I think Apo has lived already. See? You guys came prepared. Now, let's quote it again. One go. Wow. Clap your hands for yourselves. And you may be seated. May the Holy Spirit give you utterance in Jesus' name. Amen. Today, it's my joy to share the word of God with you briefly. But before I share the word of God, I want to welcome one of our pastors who has been away for a very long time, roaming all over the world. And 
I don't even know where he's coming from and where he's going from here. But he was a great blessing to us here in the Bread of Life Cathedral. His wife was a major part of us when they were here. All the satellite church pastors you see around here were trained by her. They are here today. Let's welcome Reverend Clement Asante and his wife Amma to bring us a greeting. Where, where, where are you from? Are you from South Africa or you are from Zambia? When I went to Zambia, they said they are missing you. South Africa, they are missing you. Where, where are you from? Where are you from? From Abidjan. From Abidjan now. Just next door. Just, <laughs> <laughs> clap your hands for Reverend Clement and Amma. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a blessing to be home. I'm excited to be home um, this morning. And um, this morning I was powerfully blessed by uh, homemade food. <laughs> you know, I say homemade food because I have been listening to Daddy on podcasts. It's like you've been eating it from a far, far distance. And this morning, we were blessed to um, eat, you know, at home. And um, I was excited. You know, after the first service, I was having a chat with uh, a few of the instrumentalists. I think they've all gone down. David, Marinho, and Co. And we're having a chat out there. And we're remembering when they used to play in the safe church. <laughs> you know, most, and I was looking at the stage this morning, I realized that almost everybody playing um, in the service before this one were actually in the safe church. You know, and uh, I was saying to them that it's a blessing. Yes, I can see you, Gilbert. <laughs> you know, uh, and I was saying that it's a blessing that we find ourselves in church because many of us could have been lost. Many, many of us could have been lost. Indeed, we have been honored because of the work of God. You know, I remember the very first day that um, Daddy called me and said that I'm going to the safe church. It was a number of years ago. I was thinking in my head, oh, why? I mean, what am I going to tell them? <laughs> what is he trying to do, do to me? Maybe he's trying to sack me from the church. So he's trying to push me at the back. But today when I look back and everything else that has happened in my life, in the ministry up till this day. And I believe everything else that the Lord is going to do in my life. I am thankful to God and I'm thankful to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo. And I'm thankful to Bishop Daguard Mills for listening to the call of God and for making some of us who would have been lost by now. I, I don't know what my life would have been. And I say that without any shred of... Um, doubt of ambiguity or ambiguity that I don't know what my life would have been but for church and but for the ministry you know um, I remember I think it was the first meeting that we ever had with um, um, daddy when he came to Adenta he, where, it was upstairs, his, his office was upstairs and he said something, he was, he was still working then I think as a, um, as a doctor and he said that there is nothing more important in his life than the ministry and that you can take anything away from him and leave the ministry, he'll be fine. 
I, I did not understand it then, but I can tell you today that I do understand it. That there is nothing more important in life, no matter how great you are, no matter how much school you have been to, no matter how intelligent you are, no matter where you have come from or where you have been, there is nothing more important and more fulfilling than serving God. May somebody be encouraged to serve God this morning. I'm sure my beautiful wife would want to say something. <laughs> Hallelujah. It really does feel good to be home. Amen. It's good to see all these beautiful faces, some old, many new. It is the doing of the Lord. Hallelujah. The presence of the Lord is here. God has given us a pastor after his own heart who is feeding us with knowledge and understanding. This is a good place. It's a good soil. Hallelujah. Our destinies will shine brighter and brighter if we remain, if we listen, if we obey, if we have faith, if we believe, if we actually put into practice the good word that we are hearing in this place. Hallelujah. The Lord is with us and he's blessing us through this great man of God. That we love you. God bless you. We can't wait to hear what you have to say right now. Amen. Clap your hands for them. I love them so much. This morning I want to, um, it's not really a message I'm preaching. It's more of a prophetic word. So it's just some five to seven minutes. It's It's just to say to you what God is going to do in your life. And uh, I have great joy in asking you to soak in every single word God has for you today. Tell your neighbor you are not sitting here by chance. Oh, and today I have my classmates, seven years in infant swim school. We sat, were we in the same class, M1? M1, all right was a very, very bright student. You know, and some of us were following them. Do you see? But please stand up and give a wave to Mr. Ajimandia. He was actually a pastor. And um, I used to live Porter's house. UK. Wow. Where? where which? which? Walton Store. The, the, even the way he mentions Walton Store. Walton Store. Walton Store. <laughs> what? Cockney. <laughs> but he's a wonderful brother. I love him so much. Thanks for coming. You know, Reverend Divine is always bringing the best people to church. Clap your hands for him. Yeah. Wolfram Soul. Wolfram Soul. I see you in Wolfram Soul one day. Wolfram Soul. Wolfram Soul. Ask me, but do you know Wolfram Soul? <laughs> hey, Charlie. Those of us who are from Oyarefa and Ayimensa uh, Teman, God help us. <laughs> Gravel pit. <laughs> Ghana flag. <laughs> Do you know gravel pit? <laughs> Wolfram Stowe. Hey! Fulani, Fulani. Oh, it's not good. I see your address changing in Jesus' name. I said, I see your address changing in Jesus' name. Well, today, before we go home, uh, I want to also inform all of us that next week in this room, we are receiving 
one of God's choicest giants coming right here to be with us for Wednesday evening, Thursday evening, and Friday evening for a teaching convention. Bishop E.A.T. Saki is coming right here. And uh, you don't want to miss what God has for us. Invite your friends, invite your neighbors, invite your schoolmates, and God will things life. Amen. Amen. Not this week. Bishop E.A.T. Saki. Or ba a demoha, or betray on yan copon asem. Eighty men's nephew and cast a convention, the Nipa be braver, into mama obian home, and pa obian home's washroom winsura. Eighty bra, na for be come, na a bra de yensura, while bra bought and yesterday at Sierra. Amen. Clap your hands for Jesus. Please turn to First Samuel chapter 10. I'm, I'm reading from verse 10. Just two verses from there. Samuel. And when they came thither to the hill, behold, when they came thither to the hill, behold, a company of prophets met him. And the Spirit of God came upon him. And he prophesied among them. And he prophesied among them. And it came to pass when all that knew him before time. When all that knew him before time saw that behold he prophesied among the prophets. Then the people said one to another what is this that has come unto the son of Kish? Is Saul also among the prophets? Is Saul also among the prophets? Is Saul also among? Has he joined the prophets? Let's let's read the message Bible translation and then we close the service. Verse 10. When Saul and his party got to Gibeah, there were the prophets. Right in front of them, before he knew it, the Spirit of God came 
upon Saul. And he was prophesying. Abraham saw and a Nencrofo, a do Gideano, or who say a defono, a sheer moho, Nuhuyan is a precope, Onyankopo, Abaneso, now Ophiasia, a share in com. And he was prophesying right along with them. Only Omu Bomu, a share in com. Verse eleven. When those who had previously known Saul saw him prophesying with the prophets, they were totally surprised. And they So the message I have for you is that people are going to be totally surprised. By what is going to come out of your life. What's going on here? What's going on here? What's come over the son of Kish? How on earth did Saul get to be a prophet? What's going on here? What's happening here? I mean, how on earth did Saul also become a prophet? So the message I'm sharing with you is titled, What's Come Over You? Because something is going to come over you. You see, as we all walk up and down and we fellowship in the church, what you don't know is that you are being transformed. Now, the transformation that is happening here in church. It's not academic. We are not here to get MBAs. Actually, MBAs don't matter at all. PhDs don't matter at all. PhDs There is a place you get to where your degree doesn't say much about you. This our brother who, whose vision in life was to be a drag baron. And, and he was going to school school and hoping to travel. With the aim of joining a drug smuggling syndicate. Today is a day of God's mercy over your life. You know, as he was sharing his testimony, I saw some faces that were shocked. How is it possible that you will have a vision to be a drag baron? But he is not alone. A lot of us have got useless ambitions. I was with a friend on campus in Legon. One of my 
great friends. She told me that her aim in life was to be a second wife. And she became some of you sitting here your aim is to be a very 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 skillful arm robber even those of us whose vision is to build a, a, start a shop or build your company it may be very useless compared to the plan God has for you. A lot of the vision we have in front of us are not good. A lot of the honorable plans we have in life are not the right plans. When I was going, before I entered medical school, my vision in life was to build a very big clinic. I had my plan, the plan of the buildings and what to do and where, everything, I had the plan. I got the design from something I saw in Laboni. But today, I live a far higher life than the owner of a clinic. You don't know what God has for you in your lifetime as you are sitting here. That is why I'm not in a hurry to teach you a memory verse. I'm not in a hurry to share some revelation. All I needed you to do was to come among the company of believers sitting here today. You know, you don't know what happens to you when you join God's people. When you sit in church and there are people with you, a believer on your right, a believer on your left, a Christian in front, a pastor behind you, a sister diagonally, a chorister on the when you are surrounded, your pastor said that this is a place where we have an innumerable company of angels. All I'm doing today is to tell you that as you are walking around here, you go and come, you go home, you come, you go, you come. Expect something to happen to you. Expect an appetite in your mouth to change. Expect your vision to change. Expect God to guide your life. But that's where the message ends. Don't struggle to change. Men, men, pray, men. Don't struggle. We are forcing too much. In the second service, victory service, when I was making the altar call, I got so angry. I almost left the service. I was so angry. I saw a brother, one of our satellite church ministers, forcing someone to lift his hand up 
to receive Jesus Christ. And I told him, you cannot do that. It's wrong to force somebody to give his life to Christ. The things we do for God, they must come from inside of us. So for say sumuna e pon yansa ne yeba no hu say ne sofo ba ko o she obi say o mpeja ne nsa o mfa ne ho e ma nyankopon your person can no pay nyana ne say ade a wo person we ye ma nyame no e wose efi wo mu member obi show esifa yesu member obi show se join fa ho don kwa member obi show say fa ho ko new believers member obi show say obekwa nipaku ano no wa kire o made member obi show obi edu onyame adwuma mu a e wose efi ya ye mu I'm telling you today that I am prophesying to you. People are going to be totally surprised at what is going to come out of your life. I said people are going to be totally, you know, clap your hands for our interpreter as she goes to sit down. Clap your hands for her. Keep clapping for her as she sits down. Keep clapping. Keep clapping for her. Keep clapping for her. And now, as you clap, begin to clap for your own transformation. Begin to clap for your own transformation. Begin to clap for your own transformation. As I begin to clap, Pastor, I'm telling you something that you, you, you have hustled too long and too much. It's enough. Keep clapping. It's enough. It's enough. It's enough. I'm here today to prophesy to you. That a time has come now, your struggles are over. I said, Your struggles are over. Your struggles are over. Nobody is going to tell you what to do. You yourself, you will know what to do. Nobody is going to tell you to come to my God, to come to church. Nobody will tell you to come to church. You yourself will know how to set your alarm. Nobody will tell you to pray. Ladies and gentlemen, there is something that comes upon us. They said, what has come upon this man? You know, nothing comes out of you until something has come upon you. You didn't hear me. I said, nothing will come out of you until something has come upon you. And that thing that comes upon you, it comes when you join a group. Not when you are alone in your bedroom. Not when you are alone in a classroom. Today, everybody, including me, there's a change ahead of me. There's a change ahead of you. The place you are at right now is not the epoch of your life. You didn't hear? I said the place you are at now is not the highest peak of your life. There is a change about to take place. It doesn't make sense. You thought I was going to give you three points, seven points. Two points. Today, what I'm saying doesn't make sense. But one of these days, you will wake up and an appetite you had before has been taken away. A vision you had before has been taken away. And a new vision has taken over your life. Maybe you don't know. But this man, Saul, was looking for donkeys. I said he was looking for donkeys. But a day came. Something came over him. I said, Something came over him. You know how you are looking nice in your beautiful dress? I don't know who made this dress. But when you wear a dress, it changes you. What you are about to receive as you hang around is like a coat you are wearing. 
it will drop on you like you didn't hear me it will drop on you like a like like a gown it will come over you i said it will come over you i sense in the spirit listen to me i said i sense in the spirit that the struggles to force people to be born again to get someone to come to church to get someone to fast to get someone to be holy all these struggles are going to be over because something from heaven will drop on you like a coat you don't have any idea some of us have no plans to become pastors but one day we were in church and something came of us I said you were in church and something just dropped on us and I see it dropping on you as well some of you here want to serve God but you cannot serve God I came to inform you that as you are here as you are among believers one of the things happening right now is that a mantle a mantle a mantle nothing comes out of you until something has come on you I said nothing comes out of you until something has come on you Quaristers, stop forcing people to attend rehearsals rather pray that something will fall on them so, 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 so when they saw Saul Saul who was in the bush with some small boys looking for asses this Bible says all those who knew him before is there anybody here who has people who knew you before they knew you before as you are the one I'm talking to one of these days when they see you they will not recognize you I said they will not recognize you not because a pastor preached to you not because a shepherd talked to you but something from heaven will drop on your life I said something from above I see it like a white cloth it says dropping from above when it comes upon you if you are a managing director you will love to be a pastor I said if you are a doctor like your pastor you will put your medicine aside and take up the mantle take up the work of preaching, teaching and healing today I am saying to you right now listen, listen, listen I don't care your lack of education the reason why I picked this book is that in chapter 3 of this book Bishop teaches us the type of people who are called many of you have read it it's here look at it the characteristics of people God is calling this, this was Saul's call Saul's call began when something came over him a donkey seeker became the king of Israel I'm not going to be in doubt what your future is going to be like I said I will not be in doubt anymore what your future is going to be like some of you standing here you have so many problems that you cannot believe that God can use you and I agree with you God doesn't use people like you when God yes he that, no no please please you are not the type of person God you, you are too choleric to be used by God step aside some of you you are too uneducated to be used by God you are too much of, a, of an area boy to be used by God that is why the people God uses are not the people who necessarily 
how to go to school, how to speak good English. Some of the greatest pastors I know, they can't speak good English. So if you are here today, I'm informing you that all you need is that you came to church today. You joined the company. You joined us in church. I said you joined us in church. Now is the time. Receive something that comes upon you as a mantle. Receive it. And when it comes upon you, you see, the people God calls. He said, God calls failures. Failures. Moses was a failure. You see, the story of Moses bringing the people of Israel out of Egypt. Red Sea. Do you remember Red Sea? Moses, Israelites, Red Sea, Pharaoh. That wasn't the first attempt. He had failed before. He had actually murdered somebody before. But God said, even if you are a murderer, even if you are a failure, I still have a place for you. There is nobody listening to me who doesn't have an agenda in the body of Christ. But I'm saying to you that when you look at yourself and you see how you are a failure, the last self a church you pastored, all your members vanished. You became a basal shepherd. You couldn't grow your, 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 your basal beyond seven members. They gave you souls to follow up. You made sure you scattered all of them. Today, I am informing you that God's eyes are still on you. I said he has not given up on you. Who else does God call? God calls unworthy people. Unworthy. Moses said, who am I? Exodus. Who am I? Who am I? Exodus 3. Who am I? What God is about to do in your life, you will ask yourself, who am I that God is using? That's a song. Who am I that you are mindful of me? It's a song, not so. That you love me. That you hear me when I call. It's okay. I'm a TSE as well. It's okay. Who am I that you are mindful of me? One of these days, you're going to ask, who am I that God has blessed me so much that I'm a shepherd of 120 members? Who am I that today I'm standing on the stage as an evangelist preaching to 2,000 people? Who am I? Who, who am I? Who am I? Because you see, what happens is that God will wait till you don't feel worthy to be used by Him. Worthy. Do you know worthy? Worthy means that worthy, when you say somebody is worthy, the person deserves the chair he's sitting on. But most of us here are unworthy. You're not worthy. When your family members meet, they don't call you. I mean, look at you, at your age. You are a major failure. You are a major failure. But I'm here to inform you that you are the one God is going to use. Now, the person God uses is the one I'm talking to you about as I am. It's a person, you see, as you are there, something, something comes over you. So, so when the people saw, 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 they asked two questions. 
The first was that what has come, verse 11, what has come over the son of Kish? And number two, how on earth did Saul get to be a prophet? You are going to be a surprise. I didn't, I, 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 I said, you are going to be a surprise to people. I said, you are going to be a surprise to people. What you are about to do in your life has nothing to do with your gifts and abilities today. Some of you cannot sing. But you are going to become international stars. Some of you cannot preach. But you are going to stand somewhere and be preaching with three interpreters. As a Swahili and Zulu and Venda. Different, three different interpreters. Because, because pastor, God doesn't need your ability. Your ability aside. I said, your anybody who comes to God with his ability is not ready to be used by God. When you come to God, you must be empty. You must be empty. Then he takes over your life. What has come over Saul? That is what it, you see. So, so expect your life to be a surprise. People will not imagine, will not believe it. That you. I mean, by this time, you, you, your, your, your group of friends, top people in society. But even, let me tell you, when I talk about unworthy, everybody is unworthy. Everybody is unworthy. The richest man is unworthy. Because there is an area of your life where you have failed. No matter how successful, you are a rich man. But there is an area where you don't fatter. You don't deserve. Everybody is unworthy. You see, you may be big, but you are big in an area. I went for a meeting, and the president of the country went to the meeting. With anointed men of God. When he was giving the microphone to say something, he was fumbling. He didn't know what to say. Because, see, you may be a big man, but there is a small group. When you enter that group, you will realize that, Charlie, I'm not worthy to be among these people. But today, let me tell you, God's power is going to lift you up. Wherever you find yourself unworthy, the Spirit of God will come upon you. I said, it will come upon you. I said, it will come upon you. How on earth did Saul become a prophet? They are going to ask, some of you out of this church God is going to lift you up to become a millionaire meanwhile right now as I'm speaking you are sleeping in a, in a sport car you are an apprentice you see because what God has for your future has nothing to do with how you are now it has nothing to do with how you are now I said it has nothing to do with how you are now so when you look at yourself and you see your weaknesses you didn't go to school you can't speak good English everybody in your family is poor today I came to speak to somebody here that what is getting you weepy and depressed in your room is not what God is looking at to lift you up what he's going to use is what is going to come over you and once it comes over you you are now fit. 
the Bible says that when the when he met the prophets, these are very seasoned men of God. But as soon as Saul joined, he joined them. I said he joined them. Some of you here, you don't have the first idea how to be a Christian. But because you have joined us here, something will come upon you. I said something will come upon you. And you will begin to do things that you never did. You will have an appetite you never had. You will have desires you, will, you never had. You will stand in places you never stood. I see God elevating your life. Above your weakness. Above your failures. Above your value. Above your status. When they saw also joined the prophets. Today, what God sent me to tell you is that expect something to come upon you. When it comes upon you, you will not struggle to be a Christian. When it comes upon you, nobody will tell you when to come to church. I'm telling you, watch it. Some of you here, a bus will not bring you to church anymore. You will find your way to church on Sunday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Saturday, because something has come upon you. Receive that cloak. Has come upon you. Look, look at verse 12. As we end, one man spoke and said, Who started this? Where did these people ever come from? Restoration service. These are the type of questions. I said, these are the type of questions. I said, these are the types of questions people are going to ask. Where did this bunch of people, Pastor, I'm telling you, out of your service will come a new bunch of evangelists. A new bunch of pastors. A new bunch of prophets. Who started this? Give us a King James. See what this guy said in the King James Bible. Look at it. One of the same place answered and said, But who is their father? Therefore, it became a proverb. There are some of you standing here. Satan's plan is to let your life become a proverb. You know, a proverb can be a good proverb and a bad proverb. Yeah. When you are very rich and suddenly... Your money finishes. You are now begging for money. You are a proverb. You are a proverb. And a byword. <laughs> when you've lost your job and you are walking in town, you are a proverb and a byword. When you are a pastor, you were a pastor. And now you are, you are, you, they can't even find you. You are a proverb and a byword. In the same way also, when you are a nothing when you are a nobody and God lifts you up to join elite forces and elite people and great people, you are also a proverb. And today I am introducing that type of proverb to your destiny that you are going to join, you are going to be a part of people who are far higher than Esau. And they will ask, Who is your father? But I can tell you who your father is. Your father is Bishop Dagwood Mills. I said, Your father is Bishop Dagwood Mills. 
Do you know Bishop Dagwood Mills? The pastor who was in the classroom with eight members. And his church is now over 2,000 branches in over 70 countries. That father is your father. And the God who made him so will also send you out of your small Bethlehem, out of your small Nazareth. They said, what good can come out of Nazareth? Is it always people use where you came from, your educational background, who your family members are? Are you rich? Are you from Wolfram Stowe? Or you are from Oyarifa or Gravel Pit? When you say you are from Wolfram Stowe, then you are, a, you are a great man. But when you are introducing yourself at the UN uh, conference and you say you are from Gravel Pits, you see, I'm telling you that if they had any respect for you, the respect will drop. But thank God, I'm telling you that a day is going to come, you will not be shy to say you are from Gravel Pits. Because what God will do with your life, the name Gravel Pit will not matter anymore. I said your finances will not matter anymore. Your family will not matter anymore. Your education will not matter anymore. I came from Cape Town. I met a brother who was on drugs. A drunkard. He got born again. Later on I'll tell you how he got born again. Not in the service. It's ended. But this boy, because of the life he was living, has not even passed um, wasi the equivalent, they call it matric but ours is wasi he has not even passed wasi to cut a long story short he met, he took a job as a messenger and the boss of that company said during the break instead of going to eat and something he should sit by him and watch him do data entries and all that the boy sat by him learned how to do the time entry and so a year's time the guy was moved from being a messenger to part of the people in the office who were doing data 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 today he has been employed by the south african auditing agency he now does the work of chartered accountants without any degree without any certificate without even wasi that is the type of announcement God is going to make about your life. You didn't hear me? That what you don't have will not determine what you are going to have. I said, what you don't have will not determine what you have. That's why all I'm saying to you today is that don't stop joining us when we meet. Don't stop coming around. When we meet on Tuesday, when we meet on Sunday, come. The brother, he sat in church with a vision to be a drag baron. But in the company, you see, <laughs> in the company of Christians, there is an anointing that is here that can change your plans and change your appetite. Somebody here, like you, you've been here for how many years? Um, about 20 years. 20 years. You've been in the church for about 20 years. Wow. And you... For as many years As for you, you are a founder of the church You are also the founder of the church But I'm telling you that even somebody like you I'm informing you that As you keep coming to church The cloak you are wearing can change I said the cloak you are wearing can change The mantle you are wearing can change 
Expect that one of these days You'll be standing in front of a crowd And you are preaching to them You'll be standing in front of a, somebody here You are going to wear a tie to, to work See the tie I'm wearing You will dress like this Now you wear a t-shirt to work You wear overalls to work But something will come upon you in the church I said something will come upon you in the church Don't forget What came upon Saul Was not just to be a prophet But it also made him a king One of these days you are going to be a ruler I said you will be a ruler You will be a ruler not just in church With hundred members under you But while you are working God is going to make you an overseer of people Who are more qualified than you I said who are more qualified than you And it will be because something from heaven Something from heaven I see it dropping It's like a cloth It's like a cloth I don't know where it's going to fall But it's like a cloth May it fall on you I said may it fall on you I said may it fall on you It's coming down It's coming down What has come upon Saul What has come over him They will ask about you also That what has come over you And what comes over you Will determine what comes out of you As your hands are lifted up You are receiving right now Yes, by divine mandate A cloth You will no longer operate by your weaknesses Or your strength But by a supernatural influence You cannot just prophesy Until something comes upon you In this service You are getting something new I said in this service You are getting something that is new When I say new I mean something you don't have before You've not had before Something you don't have at all But it is coming upon you Some of you are going to use it at work Some of you are going to use it in school Some of you are going to use it in church Some of you are going to use it in that group But right now A cloth is falling on your head This is the service you've been waiting for. It's now a labor word. Clots are falling. Clots are falling. They will ask, how on earth is Vivian also among the rich members of Lighthouse? Is Mavis also among the owners of 10 companies in Lighthouse? My dear friend, when you join a church, by reason of the company you are in Something Can fall on you I'm particularly speaking to anybody Here with a weakness Anybody here With something you cannot get over Today marks The demolition of that wall I said today marks The demolition of that wall Today marks It is no more We will no longer mention your abilities but we are going to mention the grace of God upon your life. We will no longer mention what you can do well. What you can't do well. That, 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 that you speak well. Or you don't speak well. I am a stammerer preaching to you. Where are the eloquent ones? And you will see in this book. That God calls people who are not eloquent. Moses said I am a stammerer. Lift your hands and receive an ability you lack That you need Urgently Some of you here God is telling me 
what you are receiving has nothing to do with being a shepherd or a pastor or a reverend or a whatever. God is enriching your life with graces. Receive new grace. A new grace. A new grace. It's coming upon you like a cloth. It's coming upon you like a cloth. It's coming upon you like a cloth. He said, what is this that has come over the son of Kish? The son of Kish. Something is coming over you. Someone here, you are receiving dreams and visions. Dreams and visions. It's all part of new abilities. Just lift your hands and tell the Lord you are ready to receive new abilities. New abilities. New abilities. New abilities. New abilities. What has come over the son of Kish? What is it that has come over you? The grace of God has come over you. New abilities. Receive wisdom. Wisdom you never had. Wisdom you never had. Knowledge you never had. Do it, Lord. Kings are coming out of here. You are stepping out of this service to be a ruler among people because something is coming over you. You are stepping out of here to be a Deborah, a commander of troops in the world. Something is coming over you. When you are naturally a shy person, you are naturally a shy girl, you are naturally a shy boy, but right now, something is coming over you. It's coming over you. It's coming over you. Some of you will experience it tonight when you go home. As you are in your room, you will suddenly discover that you are not the same person who has been sleeping in this room for the past seven years. Yes, I hear seven, seven years. What has come over Saul, the son of Kish? Something is coming over you. Something is coming over this church. It's going to be a church of rich people. A church of endowed people. A church of blessed people. A church of people God has given special grace to. Thank you, Lord. And they will ask, who is your father? Who is your father? And you will answer that my father is Bishop Dagwood Mills. The God of Bishop Dagwood Mills is my God. The God who took him from nowhere and put him in a great place, he shall also be. I said, the God who put him from nowhere, from nowhere to a great place, that's the God. Whatever grace is coming, you shall have it. You shall have it. You shall have it. You shall have it. Receive it now. What has come over you? What is what what came over your father will come over you as well. That's why today there is a genetic re-engineering. I said there is a genetic re-engineering. There is a genetic re-engineering. Receive a new grace for yourself. In this service, you are walking out with abilities, skills, wisdom. Wisdom. When you speak one sentence, everybody will open his eyes and ask, who is this person? Wisdom. And that one, you don't go to Harvard for it. It comes upon you like a mantle from heaven. That's why I'm saying to you, 
that if you have been rejected, dejected, buffeted, unworthy, failure, whoever you are, receive something new. What has come? What has come? Some of you, your, 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 your job is changing. God is giving somebody a new job. Very different from what you have been doing before. That testimony will come out of here in two months time. Somebody is going to share a testimony referable to this prophetic word. Your job is changing. Your job. What you do will change. It will change. I'm not talking about being a nurse in one hospital and going to another hospital to be a nurse. I'm talking about your trade. Your stock in trade. Changing. Because of the clots that is coming down from heaven on your life. What has come? Oversaw. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. New things. New things. New things. New things. New things. You are living here with an with a cloud following you. 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 Father, we thank you. And we bless you for callings, for abilities. It's high. High callings. We are being lifted to high and new levels of abilities. It's new. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It comes upon us. We receive it. Lift your hands and thank God. Thank God for the call. Thank Him for what is coming over your life. Thank Him for what is going to make you new. Bless. Something new. Thank Him. He said, you have gone round this mountain long enough. You've been cycling this mountain long enough. You've been going round and round this mountain long enough. Move not Somebody here is receiving new direction. Because in this service, you have joined a company and something will come upon you. Say what has come over this boy? 
what has come over this girl. But what they don't know is that one day you were in church on a Sunday morning and a cloth landed on you. Father, we thank you for new anointings. Every hand down and every eye closed. Everyone up on your feet. There is someone here today who doesn't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior. I want to pray for you. Every eye closed. You want to say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. Testimonies have been born here already. You are going to experience those testimonies very soon. But right now, somebody wants the testimony of salvation. You are not born again. You want to say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. Wherever you are, just lift your hand. I want to pray for you. Lift your hand. Pastor, I don't know Jesus Christ. Yes, I see your hand. Lift your hand wherever you are. Pastor, I don't know Jesus Christ. I want to be born again. Pastor, I feel lost. I feel lost. I feel lost. Lift your hand. I'm inviting you to Jesus Christ. If your hand is up, come to me here. I want to pray with you. Come. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided. Clap your hands for them. To follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Lift your two hands. Say, Heavenly Father. I want to be new. A new man. A new man. Say, sin has destroyed me. I need salvation. I need to know Jesus. Heavenly Father, please wash my sins. Make me clean. Make me pure. I'm starting a new life in your presence. In your presence. Today, let your Holy Spirit come over me. Let a new cloth come and fall on me. I want to be new. I want my old to pass away and everything to be new. I am born again. And I love Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend. Keep listening. 